Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. All right. All right. We're here. Uh, I think we're on fire with episode eight today. We are definitely on Could fire. Could be wrong. I don't know. No, we've, we've confirmed it's episode eight. And so we are going to address another burning question or just a question in general. How do we treat overhead athletes? The overhead athlete. So we're talking about the CrossFitter, the Olympic weightlifter, mm-hmm. the gymnast. Um, baseball player. Baseball player. Right. That's all overhead right, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Softball. I mean, softball. Javelin javelin i haven't seen a javelin athlete yet have you i have yeah i guess let me tell you really quick it's a funny story because when i met this gentleman he was set he is probably 77 now what 76 years old comes in and he he said hey you know i need uh, he comes in with a total hip replacement he's Mm -hmm. like these are my restrictions and i said okay he's like but i'm really having shoulder pain and i said so which one am i treating you for he's like my shoulder Mm mm-hmm 76-year-old is training for the Senior Olympics. This was approximately three years ago. Mm-hmm. And my mind was blown. Yeah. So that was one of my first overhead athletes I had to treat. And he was a javelin thrower. <laughs> 76. 76. Um, when did I... Speaking of older people, I remember... Tra- oh, yeah, yeah. More mature in so, age. They're not old. I mean, very I'm mature. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, so there was another... Yeah, when I was treating in Floresville... There was a guy that I treated, and he was uh, getting his shoulder ready. Actually, shoulder, going into shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, ready for the World Series of Baseball for seniors. <laughs> See? I was like, is that a thing? I mean, they <laughs> underhand throw. They do all this and stuff. And, and then he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a baseball player, blah, blah, blah. And he was like a badass player. You want to go watch? No, I didn't, because they were going to go to, <laughs> I like, you did. They were gonna go to like, Atlanta or something to play. Oh. And it's like a tournament they do. The, oh, my gosh. That's Yes, I mm-hmm. have. I had a few, three, actually, that were dedicated. Yeah. And they travel all around the world. Yeah, exactly. And then they go all around the country, play on How all these tournaments. How old was your guy? Man, had to be, like mid-60s like okay i think this guy maybe was a little bit younger but mm-hmm. i i'd put, put him in the age of like 50. yeah but it's but it's like underhand softball yeah, but for seniors yeah. it's like a world series like yes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. well so granted it's not overhead but what we what all our listeners want to know is how do you treat let's say you know your preferred population or your population right now that is pretty big in, in mm-hmm. terms of crossfit what is your treatment regimen look like for the overhead stabilization or to manage pain when they if they have it overhead? I mean, so essentially, I mean, for, for me, I don't know, you can kind of weigh in on this, but when I see these athletes come in, they're used to pushing heavy weight overhead. Sure. Or yeah. they're doing high volume, heavy reps, high reps, mm-hmm. you know, like you're doing like, I don't know, like so many kipping pull-ups or you're doing an overhead snatch. Well, snatch is yeah. overhead. Yeah. <laughs> The snatch is overhead. Anyways, so you know these people are doing all these movements, and they've been doing it for so long, and sometimes it's just like get in and get out when you go work out. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, And I've realized that the little stabilizing muscles that we don't think about are the ones that are often ignored. Mm -hmm. 
So it always, you know, every time I do an evaluation or an assessment for the first time, it's definitely getting into the rotator cuff. We hear about the rotator cuff. That's not so, the rotator cup. Yeah, some people call it the rotator cup, <laughs> or some people call it the rotary cup. The rotary cup, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> every time they say cup, I have to chuckle. Uh, and then, uh, and you know, it, and it's always checking those and how where are they stabilizing, right? Because um, I remember hearing this, and it's, it's this has stayed true to my to me and my way of practice since the beginning even if it may not, may not be correct mm-hmm. but like anytime you go over three pounds mm-hmm. it's all the bigger muscle groups anytime you go under three pounds then you're thinking rotator cuff that's interesting three mm-hmm. pounds that you just picked no that no, no. Up. like i i had a pt tell me that like right out of school trust but verify no no yeah but <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no, no no but i mean to this day i think about like okay like i mean it makes sense right yeah when you're when you're trying to lift relatively heavy weight it, it, again that, that relative stands firm mm-hmm. and i think it makes sense three yeah. pounds is you know i think that's a good point what is that equivalent to like uh two bottles of water maybe it doesn't matter anyways three yeah. pounds okay so you, i think that's a great reference mm-hmm. actually so so essentially you know i when i manual muscle test or doing anything is like how strong are these muscles in isolation mm-hmm. um and they're typically hold on whoa 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 isolation in isolation can you isolate a muscle well not necessarily oh thank my you. god do you remember this mm-hmm. argument way back when yes 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 okay thank you just let me let me Yes. Anyways, you can't truly isolate, but I know that you're trying to target. Yes, that's target. a different rant. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I hear what you're saying. Yes, Go yes, for yes. It. So we're targeting these muscle groups, um, and it may not be like specifically that one individual little strand of muscle, according to Danielle, of course. <laughs> and uh, for argument's sake, thank right you. Now. That's uh, fine. What but we're we're like? trying to get specifically more geared towards that muscle group or muscle <laughs> area, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so when we're targeting these muscles they become not that they're weak but they're inefficient and it's a good way to so, put it they're not being used properly they're not being used properly right so so it's all about like okay obviously it starts with the basics strengthening of the ro- rotary cup yeah yeah <laughs> and then you know it's it's very basic to start off with like where, where are we weak where are we not moving correctly and then how can we supplement that motion how can we supplement that strength i think that's a great great way to look at it <clears throat> and it's not simple it's simplified because people overlook the simple yeah, things exactly and you don't want, and, and then you don't want to throw the kitchen sink at it Mm-mm. so you know sometimes when i get these overhead athletes and what do you mean by kitchen sink kitchen sink is like every stretch known to man mm-hmm. that you have seen on youtube or google you try right and, and you're like, oh, it works. feels good when i stretch it well uh, are you really i mean helping? you already have all of the external rotations so maybe you should <laughs> try stabilizing it <laughs> i agree I, I think it's really important to yeah. know that it, it's common though like people want a, a quick fix so yeah. the easy access is google google or like lay on a lacrosse ball because that'll fix yeah. all your problems oh yeah oh my god or, or, you, or my biggest pet peeve right now get a theragun oh my gosh uh, I, I actually hate. thought i was like on that bandwagon for a second i said i think i want one and then when i finally tried it i said what? No, no, no. There's yeah. like, I mean, you know, I was talking to a patient about it the other day, and I was like, you know, as a PT, I didn't get to practice what I'm doing so that I could sit you here and like put a gun to your butt for 30 <laughs> minutes. Like that's. Like, I'm just that. saying, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's, it's just not. It's just like being lazy. It is. You know, it is. like, like you're not thinking about how to get a person better. You're not being structural. I mean, I get it. If you theragun someone for five minutes, something will feel better. Something's gonna feel better. But is it like 
is it going to be set in stone or what, yeah. what am I looking for? It's not something that's going to be a permanent change. There's no long-term effect. Thank you. Right. Permanent. And, uh, well, um. off of that tangent, because <laughs> well, I, mean, I could be. It, I mean, you were speaking to a good point that, you know, you, you we got on that tangent because of the kitchen sink, right? Mm-hmm. People were trying to find. You foam roll the shit. I'm right? sorry. It's no, foam roll yeah, the crap no, out of your, your shoulder or, no, or you lay on a crossbar or you do it. And it may feel good then and there. Right. But and there, so getting back to what your treatment includes. Yeah. So I, I, it doesn't include that. Exactly. That's for sure. That's so. the kitchen sink. You're not doing that. It's very, like you mentioned, structured and mm-hmm. there's intent behind it. Yeah. They're structured. It may be. So, and then the other thing too is, you know, I'm sure you do it like this too, but whenever I see an athlete, I don't give them five or 10 exercises to do. I say, these are your three things. This is what I want you to do and perfect it. And I'll see you next week. So yes, mm-hmm. I call that the foundation. Exactly. Right, mm-hmm. you, you people are like, that's all you're gonna give me, and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. get good at it. Yeah, get good at how. What are you feeling? Are you feeling the muscle activate correctly? And if you're not sure, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right, this is the point of being here. Excuse me. So, I, I'm on the same page for yeah. the right reason. Mm-hmm. I need you to do these three and these three only. And if you come back and it looks good, you're activating the muscles correctly. We mm-hmm. should be well on our way to feeling better ultimately. Exactly. And so, and, and you know, you go to the foundation. You go through those things. You strengthen the right things. And then we start to change behavior over time. Right? I tell people, you don't get injured because of that one time you threw something wrong. Mm-mm-mm. Right? It's right. all about how you do what you do that gets you to where you are today. Over time. Yes. That's exactly. That's a big one. That's a big right? one. And I think you said it perfectly it, it hits home with so many people say that again i think that's really good it's how you do what you do over time that gets you where you are today <laughs> <laughs> i think that's well said and i honestly haven't been able to word it that way mm-hmm. but it is it's true mm-hmm. people ask me or a very common and, and i'm going to share the story real quickly my cousin just reached out and she mm-hmm. said, Hey, you know, I really want you to take a look at my shoulder. It, it's been hurting me for about, it just started hurting me. I mm-hmm. said, well, when did this start? She said, probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, well, if you fell on it, you know, to try and rule out things that would mm-hmm. create some type of sinister pathology. No, it just started hurting recently in the past month. It's starting to get worse. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know where it came from. And it was, that is the epitome of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how she is. That's something basic. Working mm. in front of her computer. Now everyone's yeah, going everybody's virtual. Going, yeah. And how many more people are we getting every day now with shoulder pain? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, my hand's going numb. Right. Mm. <laughs> well, mm. what are you doing all day now? Do you speaking, stand up? Speaking of numbness and tingling, mm-hmm. going off of that, a lot of overhead athletes develop a lot of adverse neural tissue tension. It's a big word. And what are you is, saying? What do you, I don't know what you're so, saying. So adverse neural tissue tension. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, the way I educate my patients is you got to think about a nerve. Think about like a wire going through your house. Okay. 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 So, okay. so if, I, if I'm on one side of the house, I'm tugging on that wire, it's going to increase the tension on some other wall. Oh, for sure. Right? So the same concept happens in, in your upper body, your lower body. If there is like radial nerve involvement, numbness, tingling, when you're lifting, or not even, there, it could just be involved, right? So these nerves, they glide and they slide through your body, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is always trying to rule out if there's any neural involvement. Is gotcha. Are the nerves moving correctly? Can mm-hmm. they flow through every passage from the cervical spine all the way to the hand? And is that somehow impacting their strength? Right. Right? Um, because so nerves... Nerves innervate or they force the muscles to take action. So they'll force them to contract. It's a very big, important component. Mm -hmm. So that numbness and tingling that you're mentioning is huge. If if anyone listening is having these type of symptoms, 
there might be something that we can help mm-hmm. with. And, and honestly, nerves are often ignored oh, by most most practicing physical therapists, chiropractors, everybody. Like, ridiculous. I don't under, under get it. I mean, the massage therapist that refers to me, Bethany, she'll be like, she calls me the nerve guy because that's always what I was like. Oh, but there's it's like, true. There's always some sort of nerve involvement. A little 100%. bit. Even, yeah, there's always I something. Would, okay, we can't say 100%, but excuse me, I would probably say on the high end of 87. Yeah. That's exactly. High. Yeah, and <laughs> and if you're over here dialing to death and not doing anything, like that's another Nothing's thing. Nothing's gonna change. That's another thing, dry needling. <laughs> so we dry needle. We do. We do. But we how are much, very capable of but it. But how much time do you spend dry needling? Mm, if it's a, I would probably say no more than five minutes. Yeah, like five to ten minutes, maybe. Max, maybe we put yeah. some easting on it. Right. Right. But it's only to like supplements a little bit of all the actual thinking that we do behind the curtain right to get you better over time mm-hmm. granted dry needling gets people in the door but that's not necessarily what always gets people better right, right? and i think that's a good thing to highlight mm-hmm. so you're saying that we you're addressing the nerve which you explained beautifully mm-hmm. and now you've cleared up this neural tension mm-hmm. now what, else, what what are we doing in terms of the next step so the next step um so obviously once once there's the, I think I've heard you say this before, but once you stabilize locally, then you go globally. Right? Yes, that's so money. <laughs> that is money. So once once you go more, you know, within the closer you are to the body, and then the stronger you are at that point, then you start kind of adding the overhead movements. You start adding. That's where you get a little bit more distal. Right. Right. For and sure. Especially with, I, I I hated that as a pet peeve. Right. If you have a, someone that barbell lifts or Olympic weight lifts, and you have them doing. Theraband exercises every time for 12 sessions mm-hmm. that is really going to help an overhead athlete those no, are something not. that i think no gosh no <laughs> you know those are something if we were to kind of put this on a timeline yeah um i would treat that more as a foundational exercise yeah. like a day one. Oh yeah that's day one right yeah, yeah. get good at that mm-hmm. make like and I, I love that you mentioned local and global because it's that's that's where it's at mm-hmm. you got to address and you know address closer to the body move your way out I, that's where it is and so do not do the thera- therabands every session. That's just not what you're going to get us Yeah, if you're going to fast. therapy for your shoulder and you're still doing theraband exercise and you're like six weeks in, like something's, like up. something's up. Like <laughs> there, and, and, and you're, especially if you're like a tennis player, an overhead athlete, your lift weights. I mean, if your goal is to get back to that, um, yeah, like quit doing theraband prep. <laughs> you should see some progression. <laughs> some yeah, there, there has to be, there has to be a method behind the progression to your exercises. Right, so um, for example, initially first session, like I'll go just off a bit. We do like rotator cuff, stationary mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. especially where I find the most weakness. For sure, definitely. You know what? T's and Y's are just like that's my bread and butter. Like as it should be. As it should be. Like that's something that all of my overhead athletes start with, not because they're all supposed to start with it, but then they all be, because they all come weak there, and then because like, they oh. don't address it. Exactly. They so don't address they it. They all end up starting with the same crap. Um, and then as, as we go from there, then we go a little bit farther sure, out, sure. right? Um, and then address them individually. But then also, you know, we talked about efficiency over time, right? Like efficiency, muscle strength versus muscle efficiency. Is a muscle doing its work properly? I feel that a muscle that doesn't, isn't as efficient as it should be is the upper trap. And okay. a lot of the over, overhead athletes, right? So mm-hmm. we know that the upper trap facilitates upper rotation of the scapula. Right? Sure, yeah. So the scapula doesn't rotate and it doesn't do what it's supposed mm-hmm, to do, mm-hmm. then the upper trap isn't doing its job. But then what do people do to strengthen the traps? Shrugs. Shrugs. <laughs> shrugs. Stop doing shrugs. Right. Do a shrug in an overhead position, and that's going to get you stronger, and that's going to get you better at the overhead position that you're having trouble with. You're assuming the overhead position, engaging the correct muscles, 
exactly mm-hmm. you know in in a lot of what i do in in terms of strengthening outside of the foundational exercises uh you know y's and t's are great i yeah, use yeah. those religiously oh yeah um i have four band exercises that i make sure i like to i call them my shoulder primers mm-hmm. so they it, it addresses all four areas of the shoulder mm-hmm. i make sure they know exactly how to do it and then we move on from that mm-hmm. right and so we have our foundation and mm-hmm. then we're starting to move on towards more sports specific exactly. or in this case more overhead specific you've already talked about getting in that overhead position and engaging the appropriate muscles mm-hmm. and that's where we come in and provide either feedback mm-hmm. then at this point you should already know you being the athlete what muscles are now being engaged mm-hmm. and and uh, of, of essentially getting back to that movement that was creating pain from the beginning yeah. right and and i think we do a good job and, and I, I definitely can speak for both of us that we work on a lot of overhead stabilization mm. to fire local and global as a team exactly and, and i think that's that's kind of what separates us from the you know the average run-of-the-mill type of pt because we have that ability to mm. dive into the littler things and it's not so much just because we have that the gosh the facility or anything like that Mm -hmm. it's the mindset and how we approach those athletes yeah most definitely i think that we're willing to think outside the box Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i mean i'm sure there's other people that think outside the box of course right sure i mean one of the things that i always get my my overhead athletes is is on the kettlebell like we're gonna do kettlebell bottoms up that's always a fun one bottoms up (laughs) and we're gonna work different positions internal external rotation we're gonna work a little bit of a turkish get up Mm -hmm. all these things because at that point that's what's going to get you better at your snatch right get you better at your kipping Mm -hmm. and you are going to be again more stable locally so that you can perform better when you're going global with movements yeah yeah and you're you're it's it's it may be it may sound like a broken record but the truth of the matter is firing those little muscles that are intricate to larger movements are Mm going to help prevent injury Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the inevitable happens but I do. I, I'm a. I'm a big believer of it. And again, mm. I love that you use local and global. I preach that up and all down the time. all the time because it's super, super important. Mm. So, I mean, that's kind of our our, our progression mm-hmm. in how we look at the overhead athlete and how we get them to their ultimate movement that created pain or that is painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that it's it's definitely something that um is, is attainable if yeah. you've been dealing not when not so much you but if any of you guys listening have been dealing with overhead pain uh and it's been two plus years mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you know discuss amputation yeah. it means that we have to look at something that's potentially more local mm-hmm. and then build out from there exactly you know um just came to mind i treat a, a barbell coach and she came in with elbow pain she can't she came in for for elbow pain but in reality like all her like she had median nerve tension mm-hmm. so that you know every time i got her in a certain position it would flare up the median nerve she'd feel very tight um but then i look up into the shoulder scapula's winging oh man external rotations weak as hell <laughs> so like uh and then the overhead position weak like mm-hmm. she her, she's not doing like proper positioning to, and, and she's a coach but she doesn't know that her elbow pain is flaring up because all the little muscles in her shoulder right. aren't doing their job. So all that tension is being carried on her elbow. Right. Right. So then literally for like a month, all we did was work on the shoulder. I, I Like, yeah, I looked at the elbow and I did sure. a few things. I needled her, her elbow just to kind of decrease her pain a little bit, mm-hmm, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But literally what we did is address the neck and address the shoulder. And she's back to snatching, PRing again. Hey. You know what I mean? So, 
so that's the other thing that that we do is like yeah you may be having pain somewhere but mm -hmm. is it is that necessarily the cause or can we look above and below the joints mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. see what may be contributing factors to that pain you're so smart right bam bam thank you ma'am <laughs> um, i think that's awesome you know it, it speaks to the amount of de detail mm -hmm. detail that you take the time to do um, and and I, I really think highlighting above and below is, is, is important. But that's something that we were taught in high school, right? I mean, in high school. I mean, in, in PT school. <laughs> in, in high school. school in high school. Yeah, no, in PT school. No, for, for sure. sure. Like, um, and I, I don't get why it's, it's like ignored, you know? I think it's just, also, it's also people go to PT, uh, insurance-based PT, and then you don't have that much time, and then yeah. you just go and do quick, quick, here, there, there, mm -hmm. and then you don't really mm -hmm. diagnose as well as you should. Yeah, I think um, we're running into that problem, and it's something that is good to highlight, not good to highlight, it's just something that happens, and so, you know, it, it's a reminder that you are in control of your, of where you get taken care of, or where healthcare, what mm -hmm. healthcare provider you see, and whether or not you deem it necessary to find take and make that investment in yourself yeah. and get seen by someone like edwin or, or edwin or myself <laughs> i'll get over that one day i really do try but question for you danielle healing time so if someone comes in with comes in with shoulder pain shoulder injuries mm -hmm. what typically do you do like how long do you see that person how long do you expect them to take to heal mm -hmm. um what is the natural progression that you typically see right everybody's a little bit different sure. but what's the average you would say uh so my I would probably lean more into a four weeks is always a, a fallback for me because mm -hmm. your body starts physiologically responding at a four to six week range. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I always kind of paint that picture that around week four, we should start seeing some good mm -hmm. um, or start seeing less of those symptoms. And at that point, we should already be progressing into that return to sport mm -hmm. or sports specific training and by week six we should already be well into the the movement or mm -hmm. the actual activity mm -hmm. that is um that was bothersome so yeah. around there is when i we should start seeing a, a pretty significant change so these people typically just to, so our audience can can kind of understand yeah. we typically see these people once a week twice a week so most of my athletes, I, I recommend twice, mm -hmm. but a lot of the times it'll be, uh, or not a lot of the times, it will be more of a once a week with mm -hmm. a follow-up with their program. Mm -hmm. So I will have, let's just talk about week one, I'll provide them with their foundational exercises, mm -hmm. um, ensure that they are 100% confident in performing them, and then a lot of it will be a lot of re-education on their movement, their body mm -hmm. mechanics, and then... Um, in, in the event that I do get the, their schedule does permit, twice is ideal because I can progress them, follow up with them on that second visit, mm -hmm. and then going into week two, if I get that privilege of seeing them twice a week, the 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 perform the return to performance time frame tends to reduce to about four weeks. Yeah. Um, but I, I it'll kind of range, and so once a week is I is gonna do, and I'll provide them with their homework. They come back, we progress appropriately, mm -hmm. and um, that would kind of be the typical approach is once, and then I get those athletes that can come in twice. Yeah. I, I think we, we pretty much work the same way. I tell people a typical healing time, typical time for your body to take change is four mm -hmm. to six weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely go the one time a week route because mm -hmm. um, obviously we're dealing, we're, dealing, we're dealing with a more dedicated 
crowd. Oh, one hundred percent. And so, I think it's a good thing to highlight yeah. because they're not coming in. And I'll mm. let you finish, but I I want to make sure. Yeah, I emphasize they're that not coming in because the doctor sent them. They're not coming in because right. oh, like I'm just doing this because I need surgery. They're coming in because they want to get better because they want to go back and CrossFit or overhead lift or do anything that they want to go back to running, whatever it is that we're sure. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these people are pretty dedicated. So for the most part, you know, I I do once a week. There's a couple people. You know that I had to do twice a week with um, acute pain. Sure. You know, like yeah. something just happened. This is going on. And at that point, you're dealing it. with pain management. Yeah, I would have, I, exactly. You know, to help manage their symptoms, kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. So we do, you know, one time a week, and typically at that four week mark, I tell them, okay, that four week mark, we're feeling good. Like I, I look at eighty percent better. It's like zero to one hundred percent. How better do you feel at okay. the month mark? Yeah. And they say about eighty percent. If they tell me eighty, eighty-five percent. That doesn't mean you tell me 85% the second visit. Okay? <laughs> you come see me. Um, Everyone's yeah. like, I'm 90%. I'm not, not, no, like, and then at that point, those last two visits, I go every other week. Okay. Yeah, the, I think the, that's good. You know, the reason why I do that is then, they get, it, then it becomes more programming and more in-depth. Sure. And then initially, at the beginning of a program, it's like one time you do your exercises, these three things, very simple, takes you about 10 minutes, twice mm-hmm. a day. Right. You know, then you get to, you know, three, four week mark. Okay, you're doing just... I give them more, I give them like five exercises once a day. Sure. And then you implement it with your training. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from there, let's say at four week mark, hey, I feel pretty good. I was like, okay, let's space these visits out. Let's do a little bit more individualized programming. Here's some more exercises. This is what you're going to do day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. Mm-hmm. And then I'll catch up with you in two weeks. Yeah. And then I see them in two weeks. Everything's progressing well. Okay, good check in. Do whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then I get them with another program in two weeks. And then once they're done, either we're done or I give them like an eight week program. Right. And like, okay, continue with this. Boom. Right. Like whenever you need to come in, just let me know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great, a good, it's, it's a, it's a process that has been very successful for you and Mm -hmm. your athletes. Um, with mine, it's a little different just Mm -hmm. because I gear more toward, like I have athletes that have, um, that are in season Mm -hmm. and I'll speak specifically to overhead athletes. And so when they're in season, I'll see them once a week Mm -hmm. for the duration for maintenance. Yeah. Um, and and that's just going to be catered to those that want to be seen to ensure, you know, X, Y, Z is moving correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I will say when they're not in season, either pre or post, it'll Mm kind of be stretched out, provide a program for them and then have check-ins as necessary. So, and I'm sure that kind of, it varies for your athletes. Yeah, it's pretty much, I mean, and yeah, and that's kind of like, I mean, it varies for all, everybody. Everybody's yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly. So, I mean, every person that comes in is a little bit different. Sometimes, I mean, if all six visits, if they're not in, if they're not good, then obviously we go into more visits. Yeah, exactly. But typically, we look at that six-visit mark. Okay, that's right? like your me- like that, measure kind of thing? That's like the, okay, everybody gets about 80% better six visits in. Okay. And then from there, everybody's a little bit different. Gotcha. You know? And then obviously, there's people that get better right away, like four visits in, and then you do more of the programming approach. And then, so I yeah, like it's it. just I like different. It. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do think kind of highlighting that everyone is going to be different. Period. Yeah, so makes us think a lot more. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, people think that you come into PT and you just give, we give you exercises and you leave, and it's just like any other place. In reality, no, every like every person's a little bit different. One hundred percent. It may be that the exercise in and of itself can be the same or very similar, but mm. the intent may be completely, completely different, different for you. And the cues are different too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that kind of stuff it may feel or or seem overlooked, mm. but this is kind of where we get, again, get that opportunity to dive into those local muscles mm. to facilitate some very good global muscle activation. Yeah. yeah and if you're, if you're a PT for some reason listening to this, just keep it simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't need to overcomplicate things with exercises and, mm-hmm. like, have someone standing on one leg and, like, 
doing some weird dance move with a theraband like like i get it sure like you want to try something different <laughs> go for it. for it but sometimes the simplest things make the most effects oh yeah most and, and I, I i can highlight that with i co-sign i agree <laughs> you know because there's some crazy movements out there that hey uh, maybe i'll try that just yeah. to see but i do agree that keeping it simple can allow can really really make a lasting effect exactly well, I think we're done with this. Yeah, I mean, it's a good segment on the overhead athlete. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're mm-hmm. dealing with any over, any shoulder pain, it doesn't necessarily have to be overhead. Sure. Because we do a little bit of, we do everything. Um, you know, you can look up uh, Reaction. Oh, yeah. So feel free to check out my um, social media at Reaction underscore Sport Rehab. Uh, mm-hmm. Website is coming soon. I'm super Ooh. excited. Just a little drop there. Um, and then, of and course, then, we can find you guys. Yeah, Positive Action underscore PT at Instagram. I'm located downtown San Antonio. Oh, yeah. It's pretty central. Um, and then I, what else? Oh, yeah. And I, my website's positiveactionpt.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a link. Talk to the doctor if you need to, and I'll personally call you if you have any issues or pain. No cost to you. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Uh, Location-wise, you, you mentioned a good point. Um, I'll be ov- or over on the north side um, uh, off of Hebner, if that's helpful. Hubner. <laughs> or Hubner. I asked the other day how to spell it. That's a different story. But, yeah, so you, you feel free to come look us up. We're always happy to um, answer any questions. You know, mm-hmm. Edwin Dopp has a link that you can reach out to him. Feel free to contact me via direct message or phone. Yep. Um, but otherwise, you guys have a good evening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Adios. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where Where you you come come first. first.